Hey everyone, and welcome to Mountain Made with Jess. This is your host, Jess Kissling, and I just want to say thank you for joining us on our second episode. Thank you to everyone who supported and listened to the first one. It was more of an introduction to what you could expect from the podcast, but I had so many kind people and so much support that I just wanted to personally say thank you. And to everyone listening to this one, thank you as well. This has been something that has been on my mind a lot over the last few years. And when I woke up at 4.14 this morning, a few minutes before my alarm even went off, and my mind just knew this is what I was supposed to discuss. So here we are. And it is something that I think we can all kind of relate to in some way or another. And it's our identity, our personality, our style as a parent, and being okay with being yourself. So (laughs) to start this conversation off, I wanted to tell you a funny story about my daughter. So a few weeks ago, (laughs) my daughter, she's 12, we were in the kitchen and my husband and my son were in the other room and I'd been kind of grumpy that day. And they always tease me and they're always way too good to me when I'm in this mood, but I just was hormonal and kind of grumpy. And I looked at my daughter and teasing her, I said, hey, y'all, y'all know I'm not a peach sometimes. And she, without even missing a beat, she goes, no, mom, you're more like a lemon, but I like lemons. She goes, not everyone does, but I do. And we all kind of laughed and still to this day, if I do something kind of goofy or grumpy she'll say k-lemon and it's just kind of our inside joke but it really got me thinking about how we all have our own quirks personality traits and sometimes I think we try to squash that down and try to be more of a peach when we're really a lemon and sometimes it's easier to be someone you think everyone around you wants to be I'm here to say that they don't want you to be anything other than what you are if they're your people. It took me a long time to realize that I wasn't the only person hurting trying to be someone I wasn't. Hell, it took me a long time to realize that I was being, geez, multiple different people and trying to please everyone else. And it wasn't just hurting me. It was hurting the people around me. And it was wasting a lot of time because I was doing a lot of things that I didn't really wanna do or I didn't feel like I could say no because I didn't want you know, a bad fallout or people to think negative of, of me. And so I always said, yes, I took on more and more. I did things I really didn't want to do or didn't have the energy or time for. And I think my big realization is realizing how fast time's going. I didn't want to fill my time with things that I wasn't passionate about or that weren't going to make my life better or the people that I love make their lives better or better for the community or Jeez, just the world. Like I want to have a positive impact in this life. And I didn't feel like I was for a long time. I kind of just was that person that I thought I had to be, if that makes sense. I felt like I had this role as a mom and a wife and a friend. And I felt like I just was expected to be a certain way. And I kind of rebelled as a younger kid, not a ton, but I did rebel a little bit because I think I didn't know who I was and I didn't have the confidence. And I think gaining the confidence in who I am and who I want to be, it's changing me. And I understand that not everyone's going to understand that. Not everybody's going to jive with that. And that's all right. We're not going to be for everyone. 
I think it was Andy Frisella said that 50% of the people will love you and 50% of the people will not. That's just life. And it stuck with me. So I think it's important that we not try to make people like us. We just need to be who we are authentically and, you know, try to be a, a good human, a kind human, understanding human, but also just being who we are. And if they like us, great. And if they don't, then that's okay too. Cause we're not, we're not for everyone. We're not supposed to be. So why be someone you're not? Why do things you don't want to do in the long run? It might not make a difference, but in the long run, it really might. And I think it does. I think sometimes we think it's, it's not that important. I can do this and I can do this, but it just kind of presses down who you are more and more and more every time you compromise on that. So it may not ever make someone understand why you're changing or why you might be moving on from certain things, but that's not your job. And I think sometimes people are way more understanding than we give them credit for. So just having a conversation, that's always an option. And no matter how that conversation goes, just being honest. So finding people that jive with you better and that are your people will happen more and more as you become that person. I've met and come into contact with some incredible people who think similar to me or have the same goals or the same ideas about what life should be. Now that I'm exploring being a different version of me and I'm not changing everything about me, don't get me wrong, I'm not doing like a complete change, but I am implementing different things and I'm letting this part of me out that maybe my husband only saw or I was when I was alone and trying to break bad habits is an ongoing thing. Trying to become better is an ongoing thing and that's normal. But even as a mom, I feel like we struggle with this because whether it's Pinterest or social media or other moms we see, you know, in the school drop-off line, we are always comparing ourselves to other moms. And you dads out there, maybe you feel the same. I can completely relate to moms because I am a mom, but I feel like for a lot of years when my kids were little, especially when JC was a, a baby, I really f- thought I had to be this Pinterest mom. I thought I had to throw the perfect one-year-old birthday party. And I spent a lot of time, effort, and energy into creating this birthday party for her when she turned one. And I will never do it again. <laughs> it's not my thing. And first off, I am not against throwing an incredible party. I think it's incredible. However, it's not for me. I am not great at it. I can't handle the stress of it because it's not who I am. I am a more intimate family party person. (laughs) And I was doing it not for the right reasons. I was not doing it for her. I was doing it because of what everyone else might think or how everybody else might perceive me if I didn't do it. And I beat myself up a lot because as much effort and energy and time that I put into this party, it wasn't it wasn't a Pinterest worthy party. It wasn't <laughs> like it was a good party, but I was super consumed with little details and I didn't even get to enjoy that night with her and with family and friends and we had an amazing support there. And we had incredible family and friends that 
were there that night and I feel bad because I wasn't even able to really connect or talk to anybody because I was so consumed with creating this perfect event. And my daughter, guess what? She was one. She had no idea. She won't remember it. She had no idea what was going on. All I know is I had so much regret over that that I've never thrown a big party like that again for my kids for their birthday because of how it made me feel. And I never wanted to do something that wasn't inherently for her. And her birthday and Hunter's birthdays are way smaller nowadays. We do a very intimate family day. They will invite friends over for a really simple party, but it's nothing extravagant. And real honestly, it's more their style too. So if you are this mom or you're this dad that feels like you have to do these things for your kids because of what other people might think or how it might be perceived if you didn't or did do certain things, I'm here to tell you it's not it's not the worst thing in the world to just parent your own way. I think it's necessary. We were, it's probably been like five or six years ago. It's been a while ago. We were in a town close to ours and we were at a candy store. And there was this sweet girl. She's a mom of two little kids. And I knew her, like I knew who she was. I didn't know her personally, but I saw her in the store with her kids and she was so calm and so soft-spoken and kind and just this amazing little mama that I was like amazed at because her little boy wanted a candy or something and she was telling him no, but the way she did it was so classy. And me, (laughs) not really my parenting style, not that I would have lost out on my kids if they wanted a candy in a candy store, but just the way, like her demeanor was so different than mine. And She's amazing. Like I still know her to this day and I think she's an incredible lady, an incredible mom. We just have different parenting styles and that's all right. So I wanted to kind of play a little experiment on my kids when I got back to the car. So when we got back in the truck, I had my voice like very calm and very kind of like she was. My demeanor was just very different. And I did this for probably five or 10 minutes. And finally, JC looks over me and she's like, mom, what are you doing? Why are you being weird? And I'm like, what, you don't want me to act like this? And she goes, no, it's weird. I want my mom back. I think it's so true that our kids just need us. They don't need this perfect form of us. They don't need this fake version of us. They just need us. They need our time and our attention and our love and our support in the way we show it authentically because kids are smart they can tell what's authentic and what's not they know for their sake and for ours we need to be the kind of parent that we are just in deep inside I cuss a little bit too much around my kids I'll say that flat out that's just life (laughs) like I do I know not everybody agrees with it but my kids know not to say those words and if they do they know that there's consequences until they're older but they're not naive to certain things. And some people might think that that's the wrong way to raise them, but that's how we're raising them. Now, I am not showing them and talking about, you know, incredibly inappropriate things, but my kids know certain things about the world and about things that are going on that I want them to hear from me. I want them to be able to talk with me and have open conversation. And if I'm being this fake person around them, 
they're not going to feel comfortable being open and being them to me and around me. So I think about that a lot is not only with my kids, but how must God see us when we are faking being who we are? How sad would it be to see your kid pretending their whole life and not being authentic to who they are, not digging deep inside, not having that connection with God? Because I think if we're faking and we're being this pretend version of ourselves, we're not being honest with ourselves. We're not being honest with God and we're not being honest with other people. So be honest with who you are. Have that conversation. And if you're religious, have that conversation. Look inside yourself, see who you are and be who he made you to be. He didn't make you to be small. He didn't make you to be weak and he didn't make you to be lazy. And I know that's hard to hear because it's hard for me to hear sometimes that I can be lazy. Like that's my default setting, I think. Um, that and overthinking and it's just one of those things that we sabotage and we are worried about what other people think or how we might come off or hurting other people's feelings when we just need to be honest with who we are, with what we want, with what we're doing and just go for it. Own it. Just own who you are. And I think a big aspect of that is creating who you want to be. You have to become that version of yourself that you picture yourself as before you are that person. That's kind of the whole point is you have to become that. You have to do things that that person would do. You can't get where you want to go by doing things that haven't gotten you there before. You know what I mean? You can't, if you're going to, you know, the East Coast, you can't get a map and follow it to the West Coast. Like it's not going to, you're not, you're not going to go in the right direction you have to point yourself in the right direction and take the actions to become that person, to become that version of yourself. And it's gonna be uncomfortable and you're gonna feel awkward at times because it's not what you've done before. People might mock you or tease you or say you're being fake, but just keep going, keep being that person and they will see the change in you. And if you are becoming a better version of yourself, which is the whole goal. I'm not telling you to become this terrible person because you think that's who you need to be. I want you to become the best version of you. And I want you to feel like you have the ability, one, and the freedom, two, to do that. People may have a hard time with it at first, especially if you're doing a lot of changing. But slowly over time, if you build that relationship with them and that trust, and they see that you're doing it for the right reasons and that you're doing it authentically and that you are being there for them, they will come around. There is a group that I'm in. I'm in the lion's den with Sean Whalen. And at first my husband was really kind of hesitant. He didn't really understand why I wanted to do that. But over time, like he even said, he goes, I didn't understand that, but like you're way mentally stronger. And there's a lot of aspects of our life that are better because you're around great people you are you know taking in these different ideas and challenges and doing things differently I was changing me and I still am doing that to this day but he knows I'm doing it for me and I'm doing it for him for my kids and people around us because I want to be better I don't want to be the same person I was a year ago and I don't want to be the same person I am today in a year from now I want to constantly be getting better and I don't want my kids to see me as this fake 
shell of a person. Like I want them to know me truly, me who I am. And I want to be that person at home. And I want to be that person at work. And I want to be that person with family and friends. I want to be that person on this podcast. I want to be that person all over. I don't want to be one person at home and another at work and another on social media and another on the podcast. That's exhausting. Like I just want to be me and I want to be comfortable in who I am. And there's a lot of things I need to adjust and change and become better, but I know that's not gonna happen overnight. And I know that by me doing that, it's showing hopefully you and my kids and people around me, I hope they see the positive effects that come from that to where it gives them, I don't wanna say the permission, but maybe it helps them take that first step to becoming a person that they can look in the mirror and say like, I'm freaking proud of you. Like, I love you. I want you to be able to have that love for yourself because without that love for yourself and that respect and that confidence, we can't expect other people to have that love and respect and confidence in us. We just can't. And that's one thing that I really am working on is building that confidence within myself and that trust within myself because I've broken a lot of promises to myself. Um, It's something I really struggle with because I overthink a lot and I try to make sure everything's perfect up front before I even start. Or if something's not perfect, I, I don't want to say I quit, but I, I will, I'll, I'll give up on myself. And I've had that pattern for way too long. And so even starting this podcast and continuing with it, I'm keeping a promise I made to myself and I'm keeping a promise I made to you all by releasing these every week and just simple things like that getting up on time having a routine in the morning getting your exercise in eating the way that you need to eat doing things you say you're gonna do helps with building that confidence and that trust with yourself and with others but if you don't have trust in yourself you can't do anything for yourself or for others because you have zero confidence that you're gonna come through with anything you say you're gonna do and I dare say having that trust with yourself is way more than having that trust and confidence in other people. So much more important, but it's never talked about. (laughs) It is in some aspects of life, but I didn't learn this until just recently that we have to keep promises to ourselves, And that's so elementary now in my mind. Like it's something I instill in my kids. If they say they're going to do something, I help them follow through with it. And if they don't do it, we talk about it. And my daughter gets annoyed sometimes because I talk about all this motivational stuff, she says. But one day, I hope it resonates with her that I'm doing it for her own good. And I hope it helps her in her life because it's never something we were taught as kids. It's just like financial stuff was never taught as kids or politics or changing our lives is possible. You don't have to live the same life that your parents lived. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but we're all different people. And if you want to go a different way than your parents went or that their parents went or that your friends in high school went, like that's totally fine. We should all have the ability to do that. But I don't think we give ourselves permission because we're scared or insecure about what we're doing or we want to play it safe when playing it safe is probably the most detrimental because we're not growing, we're not changing, we're not challenging ourselves. And growth happens when you challenge yourself, when you push the limits, when you don't keep it safe. One of my favorite quotes ever is that convenience 
and greatness cannot coexist. And it's like stuck in my mind. I don't even know where I heard it. It's been a long time ago. But if I want to be great at anything or in any way, it can't include convenience all the time. Like convenience, if we even look at our society right now, everything is so convenient. We can order food in the snap of a finger. We can get movies instantly. We can drive anywhere. We can fly anywhere. We can talk to anyone anytime, any day. We don't have to wait for anything. Everything is so convenient. We don't have any struggle and we need struggle. We need to create patience. We need to create that waiting period. We need to create challenges and obstacles and society doesn't give those to us right now. So we have to put ourselves through it. I think it was Joe Rogan who said, he said it in, I can't remember what, what podcast or what video I saw it in, but he said that he wants his toughest challenges and his hardest things in life to come from things he created for himself. He wants his workouts to be harder than anything anybody else shows at him. He wants the things he puts himself through to be harder than any other challenge that the world or other people could put on him. I really like that because if we're not pushing ourselves to those limits, how do we know what we're capable of? If we're not pushing ourselves to those limits, how do we know what greatness we can achieve? If we're not reaching outside the box, we don't know what's possible. That's, um, I think it might've even been in the same podcast with Joe Rogan and um, Cam Haynes. And I think Cameron was talking about his hometown was super small growing up and he didn't think there was anything outside that. And then he was up on a mountain one day and saw this whole other world and it opened up his eyes to, there's more out there. And then he went to a big city, I think in California and it was like a whole new world opened up and he just kept seeing how the world is huge and the capabilities in life are endless. There is no greater time than right now to become or do or be anything we want. And if we're not doing that, what's that teaching our kids? If we're not striving for greatness, what's that teaching our kids? If we're not becoming the best version of ourselves, they're not gonna become the best version of themselves. Even if it's just instilling that in them a little bit and they see you doing things that are difficult, they see you doing things that are hard, that challenge you, that beat you down, but you stand back up and you keep fighting, that means more to them than anything you could ever say to them. Anything, because they see that their parent is stronger than the things that are thrown at them. They see their parent works hard they take pride in themselves, that they know that there's capabilities out there in this life. And I think that's massive. I think it's huge. And I have massive respect for people that are authentically them. That's, I don't know if you've seen him on Instagram. He's, oh, what is his name? He is the cutest. Oh, it's Tumbleweed Tommy. He, if you have not seen his Instagram, go look now because he is the cutest guy. And he is just authentically him. He wears his cute little Western clothes and he tells you what everything is. Like He is just him. And it's so refreshing and it's so cool to see the amount of support and love he gets because he's just being himself. And I love seeing that. I need to be better at that because I am guilty of just showing kind of just bits and pieces of my life. I don't show everything on social media. I don't talk about everything on social media, but there are certain things that are private and certain things that I feel like would bore everyone to death. But <laughs> somebody today was like, I'm surprised you had service because you're not out on the mountain somewhere. <laughs> like, well, I'm sitting in my desk at work where I am a lot of the time. So I do try and adventure as much as I can. And I do that a lot, but I do 
work a lot, but I just don't feel like that's something everybody wants to see. It's not that entertaining, but (laughs) I think our lives have to be shown in a real way and being who we are shines through. And I think people can tell when we're not really being ourselves. And so my challenge to you is think about your life and think about what you're doing in that life that may not be really what you want or doing things that just really don't jive with who you are or what where you want to go and make adjustments. Maybe make a list of who this person is that you want to be and become that person. And and I don't want to say you have to tell the whole world you're changing, but keep it close to you and tell people close to you kind of the different changes you're going to be making and why you're making them. And I'm talking the real close people, your husbands, your wives, your closest friends, and let them know like it's not anything personal. It's not anything against you. It's just, this is what I need to do for me. And I think you'll get a lot of support because bettering ourselves usually comes with support. Now you're going to have certain people that want you to stay the exact same because it's convenient for them. You do things for them. They don't want to see you go do anything more because it might make them feel smaller. But I think at the end of the day, we have to just do what's best for us and be that lighthouse. Be the lighthouse and not the tugboat. That's one of my favorite phrases from Sean Whalen. He says to stand strong and shine your light don't be that tugboat that's going after every lost boat. We can't help everyone, but we can stand firm in who we are and what we believe, and we can bring people to us, and we can shine that light for other people to see where they're going and where somebody that's strong in who they are and confident is, because there's a lot of those people out there, and I I love that I have so many great relationships with so many strong people that know who they are and know what they're doing in life. And I respect it so much. But I also know how hard it is to live a life that you think you have to and doing things you think you have to. As a mom and a wife and somebody that works full time, it took me, I want to say like four or five years to get somebody to help me around my house because I felt like it was something I had to do. It wasn't something I could get help with because that would make me less of a mom, less of a wife, and less as a person. But once I took that step and called somebody, it's been a game changer. It didn't make me any less of a wife. It didn't make me any less of a mom. My house is a little cleaner and I have less stress. I have more time to spend with my family when I'm home and I have that weight lifted and it's like twice a month she comes and does a lot of the deep cleaning and I love it she's incredible it takes a lot off my plate and so I'm I'm saying get help if you can get help do things that make your life better and if you can find someone to help you do the things that maybe you're not great at or you don't have the time or energy for I think that's totally fine so with that I just want to say thank you for listening. I hope some of this resonated with you. I kind of went on a little rant, but hopefully some of it stuck or maybe you're going through this. Maybe you're already on this, I don't want to say journey because that's kind of an overused word, but maybe you're already doing this. And if you are, or if you want to, or if you have, like, I would love to hear from you. I would love to have a conversation and kind of dig deeper into what it means and how it's 
affected you and your relationships and your life. So you can find me on Instagram at Jess Kissling, J-E-S-S-K-I-S-S-L-A-N-G. So message me on there, follow me on there, and I would love to hear your experiences, your thoughts on this. And we may not all agree, and that's okay. I'm willing to have open conversations about things. I'm consistently opening my eyes to new things and new opinions. And I think as a society, we need to do that more. We need to talk more. We need to agree to disagree, but also respect other people's opinions and thoughts and views on things. That's what this world is should be about. That's what life is. We're all different and we're all beautiful and we all have our own aspects that we can add value to other people's lives. And so thank you again and we will see you next week you guys have a great thanksgiving i hope everyone has a great day with family and loved ones and if you're traveling travel safely and we'll catch you next week thanks guys